Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reimagined Energy. Today's guest, I'm really excited to speak with Rob Bennett. He's a block energy. And what is block energy? Well, it's the first utility-owned community microgrid platform. Still curious about what that all means? Stick around and let's find out. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. It's wonderful. And I have so many questions to ask you because it's all around, you know, the utility-owned microgrid platform and what that all means and how Emerit Technologies and Block Energy, how it all came to be. But first of all, I guess, is what is a microgrid technology or community? <sighs> Well, it might be relatively new for uh, some of your listeners, but but it's not a new concept. It's been around for for a long time, particularly in places that required a absolutely um, uh, perfect energy. Things like hospitals, for example, have had backup generators, and when the main power grid is down, those generators run and 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 keep the hospital going. Uh, or in really re remote communities that are far away from any traditional connection to a power system. You can think about uh, in northern Canada, for example, where communities run off diesel generators and uh, very relatively small and completely independent power systems. Now, that's been the case or, or the definition of microgrids for a long history, but that's that's changing today. And uh, the world is really starting to embrace the concept of distributed energy resources like solar or, or wind and battery storage systems. And then combining those together into uh, micro power systems, small power systems that can be on the level of a building uh, uh, or on the level of a whole community, a whole neighborhood. Those systems often are interconnected to the traditional power system and they, they run collaboratively uh, with the power system, but in the event that there's a major problem, they can disconnect and run autonomously and keep the lights on for people, which has been the primary purpose of the microgrid concept for a long time. And that's awesome. We talked earlier about living laboratories, and you were saying that there's some examples of these in some parts of the United States already. Right. Well, right now, the the area that Block Energy is uh, very interested in and sees as an important area for microgrid development is new residential communities. And that really is a completely new space. Uh, in fact, I think we're, we're the only people doing it the way that we do it in, uh, in block energy in North America right now, which is a quite a unique system. But uh, that's not to say that utilities and other businesses across the country have been experimenting with uh, residential community-based microgrids now for a number of years and with various degrees of, of success. So to some extent, they're all living laboratories because we're all learning and uh, advancing right. the technology. It won't sound like it would be simple. It, it, uh, it may sound like uh, you just take everything that you would do for a really big power system, national-scale power systems we have today, and just downsize it to the community size, and it will work just fine. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And, um, and the reason for doing it is even changing now. 
the reason is to uh, is is to try to find ways to break the power system up into smaller elements, and where that's really important is in helping us get more renewable energy resources connected to the electricity grid at the grid edge. So that's my focus. Block Energy's focus is really to enable that clean energy. Uh, development at a scale that really isn't possible using conventional means. And so we're all in a bit of a living laboratory here. We have yeah. several of them ourselves that we actively do our testing and development in. Uh, one of them is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in partnership with Sandia National Labs and with uh, the Kirtland Air Force Base, U.S. Air Force, where we have a, an actual uh, running microgrid uh, uh, there that that we can insert pieces into or change the programming or stress it in different ways and really learn how these things are going to work out there in the real world. Hmm. What's it like to live and and with this technology? If you were in a community where you're all sharing, uh, you know, electricity and together, like, is there a limit as to how much energy you can use? You know, if everyone plugged in their EV at the same time, does it have that capacity? What's it like, you know, to, to live day to day? Well, there there are a lot of things that are better, different, and there are a lot of things that are exactly the same. And uh, it's, it's hard to tell the difference when you use electricity, whether you're using really reliable electricity or, uh, or clean electricity, renewable electricity, it, it, our experience with it in our homes is really all the same. And so to a large extent, to keep customers uh, happy, it's important that there's no degradation in service for sure. The customers that are in our microgrid communities have much higher levels of clean energy provision and much higher levels of reliability. And that's where you really feel it. When, uh, when there's a problem uh, on the power system somewhere, a hurricane, for example, as we had a, at our system here in Florida uh, last fall, uh, we, we had a situation where the community around our customers was out of power for three or four days. The customers in our microgrid community really didn't even know the difference, other than that their friends were coming over to charge phones and be yeah. and stuff they like that. They were popular. Right. They became uh, quite popular, which, of course, makes you feel good, makes you happy, and uh, makes, uh, I think, a lot of people feel secure. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a an element of security that comes with that feeling that you're going to be okay no matter what uh, with a, with power provision. But in terms of the experience of the electricity, no difference at all, but better reliability, uh, great feelings about participating in clean energy future, yeah. and, um, and no compromises. There are lots of uh, backup power systems that, whether it's a battery or, you know, a, a propane generator, diesel generator that you might get for your home, uh, that you can use during power energies, and they're all great, and they're all helpful, but they come with some degree of compromise. Either uh, you can't, certainly can't power everything in your home. Uh, you can charge phones or keep a refrigerator running or something like that. You certainly would never be able to charge your electric vehicle on those systems. Uh, there's some requirement to have a uh, the capacity or uh, the capability to start them and keep them running and maintain them. Uh, we try to eliminate all of that, and we make a system that's clean and reliable with no compromises and uh, super convenient for customers because it's taken care of as a system. You right. Know, it's a, kind of a part of the community, a part of the utility network. 
you mentioned earlier this this technology or platform works best with uh, new new builds, not so much retrofitting uh, a current community. So it works with with a new community. So if that's the case, how how many houses is is there certain requirements that there are, that are needed? Well, first we do it in new communities because that's where new power systems are needed. When you're building uh, a master plan community, uh, like the communities that we see developed here in Florida, Texas, California, all across the Sun Belt of the U.S., they're relatively large communities, typically thousands of homes, and uh, and they require power. And every utility uh, has to meet that need every year. Their load is growing. People are building homes. People are using more energy. Yeah. And so going to where that energy growth is happening and, and dealing with it right in the community, uh, head on, solving the problem there, means that we don't have to go back to the power plants and build more power plants. We don't have to build more transmission lines. We don't have to do those things. We can do it right, right in the community when the community is new. And that's also obviously the most efficient, effective time to do infrastructure-related work is when the place is under construction. So that's why we're uh, in new communities and why it can make such a big difference because we have a big challenge. We have all of the legacy issues of uh, you know fossil fuel power plants and other things that we need to replace and clean up. We have legacy issues of uh, old infrastructure uh, on the power grid where we need to rebuild transmission lines and distribution lines and upgrade things. And those are a lot of work in themselves. At the same time, we have to accommodate new low growth. So let's think about using the best available technology for the new stuff at least and uh, yeah. get started on this. So exactly. it's a, a focus for us. And there are a lot of new homes in the southern, in the Sun Belt of the U.S., about 500,000 or so new single-family detached homes are built every year. So it's a, it's a huge market. Yes. Up for a business like ours. And it's a huge place where we, we can make a difference from a clean energy point of view. Excellent. We already spoke a little bit about, you know, how the setup is future ready, you know, how this can be adopted and, yep. and you know, duplicated into uh, other areas. It's almost packaged, you would say, you know, in a certain way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and, and, and that is also storm and hurricane proof, which, you know, of course, with the environment, you know, with the climate changing, storms are going to get stronger, more powerful. So this kind of gives that little bit. But shifting gears a little bit, how, how are microgrids, are they a threat to utilities at all or utilities are looking at leading these? I don't feel that they're a threat to anybody. They're just a, a kind of... A an evolution of how we can provide power to people uh, in a in a better way, uh, and not not that the old way of doing it was bad at all. It was just it it's always been done to the degree of capability of the technology that we had available to us at the time. And the fact is, uh, much of what we use on the uh, power systems today really are fundamentally the same technologies that were developed a hundred years ago in the AC power system. So a lot has changed in the last 100 years, and all we're doing is taking advantage of modern technology, solar technologies, advancing battery storage technologies, and, and particularly the technologies around power electronics, which are really moving forward quickly. Because of electric vehicles, there are a lot of 
that power electronic systems are what drives the motors of electric vehicles. And that is uh, is the same technology that we use uh, that can make allow us to make small segments of power systems and join them together in ways that are really efficient and effective. So it's not a threat. It's a new tool for the utilities to use to uh, meet the needs, the challenges that they have. And that's our focus is working with utilities to provide new technology and uh, in some cases, even new business models that allow them to uh, meet the needs of their customers. I'm learning that we can't build fast enough to keep up with our need for, you know, for electricity, you know, for, for a greener future. I mean, there's there's some there's some goals there with net zero and, and all of that. But what what are your thoughts on this? You know, can can this can this expand and, and this all helps, I guess, right? Yes, it helps. We 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 all agree that we want a lot less carbon. Uh, in the environment, and we want to uh, uh, prevent the catastrophic effects of climate change that will happen. And we all agree on that. We know that that's true. So uh, there's well, the amount of work and the amount of investment, the amount of government support uh, that's happening in that space is just uh, it's it's uh, it's an unbelievable transformation. Really, when we look back on this years from now, we'll realize that it was just a an incredible time of change uh, in a fundamental part of what we use in our everyday life. Uh, that's all happening. At the same time, we realize that being without power, because as we electrify everything, mm-hmm. uh, it means that we're completely dependent on the availability of electricity, and it's got, it's evolved from being a convenience to being an absolute necessity. And in some cases, it's uh, it, it's uh, you know it's a threat to our existence to not have it. For long periods of time, so uh, those things change the way that we think about it, and they to get to where we want to be is a tremendous amount of work. How do you think the technology will get better? You know, like it's gonna, it's getting more efficient all the time. I mean, the batteries are getting stronger, the solar panels are are changing. Like what? In what ways? How do you see this? Technology makes everything better. That think of one thing that. Uh, is technology-based that's not getting better all the time. You're falling. You know, everything that's technology-based, now cars are technology-based. So uh, apply the same thinking to power systems and apply the same thinking to how you use power in your home. You know, they, if it, to be the most efficient, to be the most effective, the most secure and reliable, that the future is all about technology, new technologies. And, uh, and, but it takes time to make those changes. It takes a lot of work, and we want to do it. The goals that are being set uh, are set to want to make a big change really fast. So how are we going to keep up? Well, it's going to take every solution we can come up with. It's going to take uh, lots of uh, lots of work to improve our traditional ways of doing things and lots of new ideas and block energy. And our residential microgrid system is one of those new ideas that uh, I believe will really catch on. Certainly so far, it's been a great success for us. It represents uh, uh, an advancement for the communities that we serve. Well, it's great to hear. So the last question I'm going to ask you is what's next? What's next for Black Energy? Uh, <laughs> good question. Uh, uh, we, For us, we really want to focus on on what we believe in that's right in front of us and get it absolutely right. So 
uh, uh, while it doesn't seem very exciting to say more of the same but better, uh, that that's our focus: more of the same but better. When we when we really establish uh, this microgrid concept, a clean energy concept, as the uh, default way of building new power systems, uh, I'll feel like we've succeeded, and then we'll move on to our next thing. But right now, we're going to stay absolutely focused on on the needs of new residential communities and, uh, and try to get as much clean energy out there as we can. That's great. Do you think you'll ever come to Canada? I come to Canada? Oh, well, I personally come to Canada all the time. Oh, yeah. because, of course, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, you know, I, I come to Nova Scotia. In fact, I'm coming to Nova Scotia in a couple of weeks. So, so uh, yes, we will, for sure, because... Uh, as we get the cost of the technology to become lower and lower and lower, it becomes more viable in places where there's just less sunshine for solar systems. Like but a northern climate, you mean? Northern climates, yeah. But even aside from the, the solar part, the basic elements of the technology really have an application on any power system. So uh, I hope that people will adopt it for different uses, even things that we haven't thought of yet. And mm-hmm. certainly... Nova Scotia would be a good place to do some of those things. But from a business perspective, we, of course, need to stay focused on where the primary market is and be yes. successful here. And uh, then we can experiment and try and uh, and try new things. And Perfected. I should also say that none of this would be possible. None of it would be possible without, without a, you know, well, number one, lots of Nova Scotia ta- talent and Canadian talent that we have in our company, even though we're based in the U.S., much of our uh, development work and the science of how this works was actually developed in Canada, uh, particularly our battery technologies in Nova Scotia, and uh, and also our support, what the, the financial uh, aspect of this, the, the shareholder of this company is a Nova Scotia-based company, Emera, who uh, uh, has provided all of the funding to realize this important new technology. And I think it's something that Nova Scotians, Canadians can be proud of. There's plenty of uh, great uh, talent and capability in Canada, and uh, I'm taking advantage of it as much as I possibly can. Well, that was wonderful. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm really thrilled. And, um, you know, if anybody has any questions to go visit the website and, and learn about the how it all operates, this the microgrid platform, it's really fascinating. There's lots of great information out there, and uh, we hope that people will avail themselves of opportunities to learn and and, uh, and and participate, and I appreciate what you're doing. I think that this communication around what we can do uh, to make a different future in terms of energy uh, is, is just critically important. If we're going to maintain this wonderful place that we have today, we need to take really good care of it, and energy is a part of that. Totally agree. It really is. I mean, it's all reimagined energy and it's um, uh, awareness and education that that a lot of people don't know these awesome projects are taking place already. And, you know, to get the word out and this is what's happening. This is the way it's happening in the future, too. There's a lot going on. Have faith. Be encouraged. (laughs) It's getting better. So, uh, yeah. Well, we should be concerned, but not, don't worry too much. We're on it. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Well, that was Rob Bennett of Ameritechnologies, who also run and operate the Block Energy microgrid system. 
I want to live in one of those houses. I think it would be really cool and interesting. It's the way of the future. They're setting the model and the technology for, they're laying the groundwork basically for how people are going to live in the future. And I think it's amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode was sponsored by Smart Energy, which is Canada's clean technology energy event. It takes place every April in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hope you can attend. And thank you so much for listening today. I'm Maria McGowan. 